the all week there when we it was like a couple of weeks ago we had we were doing a podcast and um myself and Adam coming to the end of it just started banging out shit jokes. Um so there was one that sort of stood out for me and Adam and a lot of the listeners that day. So I'm just sort of looking to see how you react to this one, being a comedian yourself. Um so it, it was it goes like this here, so it was come forth, John, and um the Lord said unto you, Come forth and receive eternal life. Um but John came fifth and got a toaster. <laughs> you can't beat their religion jokes. Their Bible jokes uh, are the best, man. Oh, fucking sure is here. Tony, play that, Andrew. Hello everyone and welcome back to the ASAP podcast with myself and Sean. Uh, we're recording on a Wednesday because it is a bonus podcast and we have a very special guest. We have black taxi man, builder, comedian, a man of many talents, jack of all trades, master of none. He may disagree with that. But we have Paddy McDonnell. Well Paddy, what's the crack mate? All good lads, thank you very much for having me on. No worries, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, Sean, what is it we ask all our guests now? Yes, that's right. So we're going to start off now asking everybody, because we're in lockdown, it actually fits in with you building the bar out your back as well. Um, after lockdown, you get back into the pub. What is the first round you're ordering? It doesn't have to be one drink, it can be multiple. Um, Multiple drinks, multiple drinks. Probably just an Orchard Thieves. I've found that I like that more than anything. Now, I don't drink as much as I used to. But uh, during lockdown, I found that cider, Orchard Thieves, so probably just that. And I'm not ordering for nobody else, just for fucking me. So I'm just, <laughs> I prefer just to have a wee paint on my own, just fucking in the corner, and not to get tortured, you know? Ah, oh, fuck, not a cider. Cider towards the guts out of me. I'm more of a heart-based cold with a wee glass of Buckfast waste on the side. Did you know, Paddy, that the, the Buckfast is on the optics in Lurgan? Oh fuck, Lurgan! Uh, do you know what? See when you started talking there, and you started saying that they were beer, and I was going, "Hold on, these two really from Lurgan that don't drink." And then you said it, so here me off, oh, fuckers, buck fast straight away. Uh, I know sure. it's a capital of it, like you know. Sure, you can see me in the logo when we bottle there. Sure, what about your Ah, for me, no, I'm I'm a bit extreme. I don't, I don't, I like a bit of everything. So I'm going for a pint of Havelie. A long iced tea, shot of some book and a nice wee refresher bomb. I think I'll get do they do cocktails up in Lurgan, do they? Oh, of course they do. We're high class up here. <laughs> Very high class. We've got a bit of fun. We've done the town up a wee bit and the drinks are a wee bit more exotic now. Oh, fuck, I don't know. Lurgan's mad. I, it's the only place I heard to fucking try to hijack a, t- a train and make it go to fucking Derry and it was on the fucking <laughs> Dublin line. I don't fucking know. It's fucking mental. Is there a mental rare breed? Like, really are. The best thing about it is where I'm situated anyhow something's hijacked, my streak goes into fucking lockdown, so I'm used to them. Oh, you're used to it, oh. You're probably Alan, doing the fucking hijacking. You say that there, Alan, look where I used to be from. <laughs> Aye, well, he's born, he's from Cluggy, like, but funny, funny story about ratting. A couple of years ago, uh, there was a big mad one in Lurgan, and uh, I, I was out down there about, and uh, my ma phoned me and says, where are you? And I says, well, it was, this was about 10 o'clock, the 10 o'clock news was on, and I says, I've just got into my granny's there, why? She goes, where were you today? I says, I was just out and about, and she says, I saw you in the newsstand at the rats. I goes, no, it wasn't. And she says, well, I, you're the only dickhead in the town with West Ham top on you, so it was definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't get away with it? Oh, well, I, I, but I, I didn't do anything, like. <laughs> I know, you never do, you never do. I tell you, <laughs> I mean, there's a, a cracking story, like a very few years ago. Do you remember when Jerry Kelly got in the front of the Taylor Jeep? Oh, fuck, I. <laughs> right, so... <laughs> Literally, like, three months after that, there was a rat over North Belfast, right? And I was, I was over at my mate's house, and I went, I'm going out here to have a bit of cracks. Jerry Kelly was standing there. So I run out with a balaclava on, got on the front of a peeler jeep, and was going, pull in, pull in now, right? And Jerry Kelly's standing there. So run away again, back into my mate's flat. They were all laughing, couldn't believe I'd done it. Three nights later, cops wrapped the door. Mum down the grab in the road station, down the grab in there, 
brought me in, the cop sitting there. There was one big cop standing against the wall. He was about seven foot tall. There was me, my solicitor, and he's going, where were you the other night? I was like, I wasn't even out of the house. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was sure and I, 100%, wasn't me. I could tell you what's on TV and all. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. Are you sure? Are you sure? 100%. And then the cop took out his phone and had a picture of me. He was driving the Land Rover. And that's up my Instagram page. You can actually see the picture, right? <laughs> So I'm getting questions for 10 minutes and I'm going, no, I wasn't there. It wasn't me. Nah, nah, nah. My solicitor sitting next to me looking at me. You sure? No, 100% it wasn't me. Then he pulls a picture and I just turned around and went, oh, I had the one there. That was funny. I was <laughs> the cop against the wall collapsed laughing. That See, to be honest, they weren't looking at me for anything because it didn't do anything really well. They just wanted to bring me in to show it was me. But my tattoo on my arm says Podrick and like, it's dead visible. It's it's I can't get away from it. But it's up uh, my Instagram page. And so the other week all the comedians were putting up, Oh, I look like your mom in the Capitol buildings, I look like this, I look like that. <laughs> and the Washington rats, I just went, nah, here's one of me at an actual rat with a balaclava on, on a peeler jeep and put it up. So Fuck we man. grew up with rats, so it was just you're it's nothing new to me. Like I wouldn't uh, I... although I would crack up if my kids were at it now, you know what I mean? Oh, fuck, sure. I'm, I'm a damn myself now, but look, I, I've had a wee girl, so I don't think she'll be uh, running up the rats. Well, I hope not, that girl. You, you hope not. That's it. You know, you, don't, you definitely hope not. But it's, it's just uh, the, the child was born across the divide, so it depends what side she's going to take. <laughs> Is that <laughs> right? Aye. One of them ones. Ah, she'll, she'll, she'll be all right. Mudblood, as we call them. That's, we have a podcast. <laughs> that's what it's called, Mudblood. People's going, what's what's mud blood? And I says it's 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 a cross between a Catholic and a Protestant. But everybody's mud bloods in this. But it says they're not. They're full of shit. Like, do you know what Aye, I mean? Definitely. Uh, well, well, actually, we're talking before you uh, you came on. Uh, we're we're going to have a wee forfeit competition, me and Sean, and we want you to be the judge of it. Right. Okay. So basically, you hold the power here. Uh, we're calling right. this segment Potty Picks. Right. Right. So I'm going to give you a shit joke. Sean's going to give you a shit joke. And you have to give us a sentence to put on our personal Facebook pages just to make a dick out of us, basically, whoever loses. Right, okay. Adam, I have a feeling I've already lost. He doesn't like me already because I support Liverpool. No, there's no, there's no <laughs> bass it, here. I says I don't like Liverpool. That was it. I'll not judge you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave the bass at the door, right? Yep. Right. Right, so Sean, you work away because you have one prepared. I'm trying to think of one off the bat here. I changed mine. I changed mine because I knew you knew mine. Uh-huh. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> so the teacher asked little Johnny to use a, the word definitely in a sentence. Little Johnny replied, teacher, do farts have lumps in them? Teacher, of course not, Johnny. Johnny responds, then I've definitely shit my pants. <laughs> Fuck me, Sean. Fuck me, Sean. Right, uh, right, I have yeah, a wee one here. I one here. So, so wee Johnny walks wee Johnny into the kitchen, does mummy, does mummy, and says, "Mummy, Granny has mommy a prawn." Has a prawn. Mummy says, "What are you on about?" Says, says, about? says, "No, no, Granny has a prawn." Has a prawn. So he brings her into the living room, and Granny's sitting there, sitting there, with her armchair and her legs wide open. Legs wide open. And he points and looks, says, "See, Granny has a prawn." Has a prawn. And mummy goes, and no, mommy Johnny, goes, no, Johnny, that's her clitoris. And he goes, I will fucking taste like a prawn. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you really want her on him? I did, like, I did, like. You really did. Uh, uh, Disgust him more, more than anything. Hey, yeah, Paddy, what do you think, Gar? Do you know what? They were both shit. But yours was more disgusting, so I'm gonna go with a with you, the West Ham man. You're fucking, you lost her. See you there. Yeah, <laughs> bollocks. <laughs> I thought you were telling me I was gonna win there. No, definitely not. It was fucking disgusting. <laughs> you deserve the sticks. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! Right, what do you want me to write in the Facebook? I'll take a wee note of it here. How bad do you want it to be? Well, I don't what have my ma- I don't have my man on it, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Right, so you're not worried about it. Nope. Um, and how long is it staying up for? Ah, I'll, I'll, unless I'm getting, unless I get a knock on the door from the cops, I'm not going to take it down. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He's more trying to make you get a knock on the door. 
Well, I'll just say, go and listen to my recent episode on Spotify. You'll know why the fuck I've done it, all right? Get it asked a few listeners. Oh, fuck. Do you want to have a think about right. it? We'll come back to it. I'll have a think about it and come back to it because I want it to be a good one. I want a bit of a response to it. So, Right. That, just, makes, that makes sense. Just while we're sort of talking about forfeits and stuff, so I've I've recently sort of been down my hair, stupid colours, got bored in lockdown. I want purple in the very first lockdown, and then I want blonde, and then I want blue in this lockdown. So I happened to be saying to Adam the other day, I'm thinking about Dama Her again, and he freaking launched it out in the podcast that he let the listeners pick. So what colour would you go for? Like, I don't really care at this stage anymore. Like, I used to dye my hair, so I did. It's all over the show. Only... Oh. Well, it, well, is it blonde or ginger? It's sort, of, it's sort of blonde with a bit of blue through it at the minute, but... I think you should go for a nice red. I think red would be nice. I'm just going to, go. going to open it up. going to open it up everybody. And see. Aye, why not? Hey, uh, Paddy, uh, I sort of ban... Anytime I get a guest on, I sort of ban Sean from doing any research because I like him to know some of this. I like him to hear the stories firsthand. Uh, mm-hmm. I followed your stuff for a few years now and I've... Uh, Followed uh, you know, on podcasts um, a few times as well, so I'm well aware of some of the stories and there's some crackers. Like, uh, well, we've sort of split this up into these sections we want to get into. Uh, so, Sean, I think you've got a note there, the first section we're looking to speak about. Yeah, so sort of going back to your, your school days, um, how were you behaved in school? Were you part of the, the good boy clique, the bad boy clique? Any sort of stand out? It's a bit. It's a bit of a mild one because the whole way through primary school I wouldn't have been that I was talkative but I wasn't bad like and then I always told my mum I wanted to be a priest and all you know until I was about 12 and everybody laughs at that when you tell them it but uh, I was in the Cubs and the Beavers and all that there no heading towards going to the Scouts and doing all this and then my mum says whenever I turned like 12, 13 she says it was like Kevin and Perry it was just <laughs> overnight I just changed and then became this fucking absolute lunatic like it was just like I went from one extreme to another it was just from fucking going being quiet till being an absolute fucking rocket um secondary school I was nuts I just fucking went mad like but the thing about it was that the school um the, the, the cap going on me the cap working on me to try and because I knew I was smart enough to get my GCSEs and they wanted me to get them you know but I was fucking nuts, like everything, everything and anything that you could do in school, I done it. Like, uh, I <laughs> in your story so about the uh, social services getting involved. Well, what are your mates? I well, that was it was uh one of my mates. It, it, see, Colin Gaddis asked me before he um to do these stories, and a mate of mine says, "Don't do this story on stage when you're doing stand up because it was fucking that bad for the family." <laughs> Colin Gaddis done these storytelling nights and I was like well do you know what this is a wee bit different because it's a storytelling night you're not actually doing stand up and I told a story and the fucking Lavery's bar went fucking ballistic for it and then Shane asked me about it again on his podcast and what basically happened was we decided to go up to a golf course and collect magic mushrooms on like a Tuesday and uh, we picked off school and we went up and we collected the mushrooms and my mate Kev his ma had like nine kids so she had a big, massive pot for stew. And we went in and boiled all the, the mushrooms up and that. And Kev says to me, now make sure you fucking wash it. Make sure you wash the thing. So I went outside and, and just fucked everything out of it. And just wiped it and put it back in the cupboard. Didn't wash it. And his mum made stew the next night. And the whole fucking family were off their fucking head and on acid. But it was like... um. He, he wasn't in school and there was no phones and there was no Facebook and there was no anything like that, you know. So we just didn't see him for about a week. And then he came back into school and he was like, you, you bastard. And I was like, what's wrong? And he says, fuck sake, social services and all. I'm going to take the kids off my man. And the whole things went mad. My dad's getting lifted by the peelers because I think that he spiked us and all and fucking all this madness happened because we're all sitting watching these standards and they all started being off their head. But it was right, like the baby right up to the oldest brother. And I was going to careful what was happening. And he was going, everybody was going mental. And the child was going mental. And my was going mental. And she's on the phone to the doctor. He says, 
But we're watching EastEnders and fucking Grant Mitchell kept coming out of the TV and going, Kev, your family's all wankers and all. So it was funny, like, when he was telling me. <laughs> Obviously not funny to the Emmons, but it was, you know, it's a funny story, like. Fuck, you only get that learning, that's how bad that is, like. That is, oh, I know, I know. Jesus that's Christ. That is madness. <laughs> So Adam had sort of said what? at the start that he used to work on the doors as well, done a bit of bouncing. Yeah. I'm sure with doing the bouncing, you've seen some sore sites and interesting stuff and that. Ah, uh, every week was a, a different thing. Like, what happened, you know, on the door? Somebody asked me recently, just on like, Instagram, I've done a wee question answer thing, and somebody says to me, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen? And I sat one night watching a fella pissing in this paint glass and drinking it. What the fuck? Where was that? In, in Megan and his bar. He was just the same bar I got my finger a bit off in, but he was just sitting, pissing in this glass and drinking it instead of going to the bar. Because I asked him before he left, I was like, mate, you were sitting, pissing in your glass and drinking it. And he was like, I was that drunk, mate. I couldn't get up to go and get an old paint, so I just kept filling her up. He's just pissing it beer was, anyway. It was funny as fuck. I mean, I didn't even throw him out because I was just getting entertained. I was just, you know, normally <laughs> somebody gets the but I was just sitting going, Do you know what? That's fucking amazing. That's just <laughs> And he was he was fucking having the ball, like so I wasn't gonna stab him, you know, he was happy as Larry. Fuck me. Uh did you ever catch anybody in the bogs like coking or anything? I'm sure. Every week. Every week <laughs> caught people doing that. But uh, one of the mildest ones was uh, the guy we worked for. We worked in a hotel in West Belfast, and there was these two married men with their waves. And every week they would come in and go to the disco on the Sunday night. And every week, four or five times in the night, the two of them would go into a cubicle together. So the main boss was in, and he was like, hey, I think them two going in there and taking a bit of gear. Now, they weren't the type of toilets that you could look over the top. So he turned around and he says to me, do you want to? kick that door in there we see what they're at we kicked the door in and one was sucking the arm one off fuck me so they were going into and the I was, box to cheat on yeah so they, 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 their two waves were sitting in the main hall and these two fellas have been mates for years but obviously were more than mates but I was just like I'm not putting them out because I haven't done anything wrong in my eyes and no you told me they were taking drugs they're not taking drugs and he was like no you have to go and tell their waves that they're getting put out and I says I'm not going to fucking tell them their two ways that I caught him doing this to him it's not happening you know and it fucking then in fancy it all came out the two of them were living together for about three four years after that. so and they leave the, they leave the marginal upstairs and oh I well apparently what happened was these two fellas they grew up in a time when they couldn't come out and say they were gay. So Aye. the two of them, two of them got married, had kids, and then two separate families, but stayed friends. Obviously, they were having a relationship with each other for years. And then eventually, then when it all came out, obviously, if you're going to start sucking your mate's dick in a bar and you're going to get caught, it's going to come out, isn't it? So, <laughs> um, so it's probably the maddest thing ever, you know, that happened. In terms of like having to deal with something, it was just like ah, that's that's out of my hands, or that's 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 a bit mad. I'm not going to break up two marriages, or do you know what I mean? <laughs> on a Sunday night, I think I'm no, I'm only getting paid fifty quid a shift. I'm not going to tell somebody your husband's in there doing this, doing that. Well, here I think you're a lucky man in the sense that one, it wasn't you because I think you've been caught by your tattoo again. If I'm right. Oh, I definitely, oh, hundred percent. I'm a well marked man. I never thought that one out because, like, your whole there's nothing you can do like where you know you'll not get away with anything you ever go with an old woman or anything she'll be able to give the details of what's on there and then you're in trouble you know <laughs> I don't th- I don't think sh- I-, I kept saying to Sean over the whole week as all ah uh, the dagger's confirmed the dagger's confirmed he's all what the way the fuck do you keep calling him a dagger as all well, you're just gonna uh, have he wouldn't tell me so I'm quite intrigued oh he wouldn't tell you well the name the dagger everybody mistakes it because I've been stabbed that many times but that's not true <laughs> it's uh because because on the on, on my stag do um mate of mine he's like a a four or five gone fucking karate and he's tattooed from his ankles right up the only part of him wasn't tattooed was his cap so 
he was like, I'm going to get that done, I'm going to get that done. But you can't get it done anywhere in the UK or Ireland. You know, nobody will do it because it's so dangerous. Had he his balls and so everything done, like? Yeah. So he's everything, everything's done now. Everything's done now, right? So <laughs> just basically hadn't got the shaft that done. So he was like, I want to get that done. So we ended up, for my stag dude, going to Spain. Um, mate of mine, he's a wee bit of an entrepreneur. He, we were... I just wanted to go to Letterkenny, but he was sort of like, no, we'll go to Spain. We'll do a fag run and I'll pay for it all, you know. So there's mountains of people on it. We went to Spain. There was a tattoo convention. And next minute, I just remember people saying, we'll pay for it. And I think it was I think it was something like 800 euros or something for to get mine done. Not because it's massive, just because that's what your mom wanted <laughs> for doing it. You know what I mean? And we went in and... They were like, what are you going to get done? And I was like, no, it'd be brilliant if I get hello down the back of the shaft. So on the wedding night, you know, I'm lying there, it says hello. And <laughs> your man, he was from New Zealand. He, he couldn't understand me. He had some bird from Manchester fucking translating. And I said, tell her I want hello. And she told him and then he laughed. And I, I says, what's he laughing at? And she says, you'd be lucky getting hay on it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was a mate of mine, uh, Farley. He then says, why don't you get this sword thing on it? You know, and then you can say you're stabbing the shade of your wife and whatever. So we, we went with the sword, but once it transferred on to the Wilbert, it wasn't a sword anymore. It was more a dagger. So I got called Paddy the Dagger. Which there, there's a further story tell the dagger thing, but I, I got warned about telling it, so I don't tell it no more. I was named by a black taxi man, you know, who was... Uh, he was an ex-prisoner and stuff, and he got hoodwinked. Somebody told him I had a big tattoo on my leg of, of like all the hunger strikers and stuff, and he 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 was a bit annoyed, and he was like, "What do you mean he has it on his leg?" And they were like, "It's on his thigh, right, right there." And he was like, "Well, I want to see it." So he says to me, "They said I want to see your tattoo," and I was like, "Are you sure?" Like you know, and he was like, "Yeah, I want to see your tattoo," and I was like, "You sure?" And he was like, "Get the fucking tattoo out, I see it." So I pulled the cock out and showed him it, and he chased me around the place. He says, I'm going to knock your fucking dagger dick. That's, so he gave me the name dagger dick, and that's where it came from. Holy fuck. Dagger dick. So everybody, every every black taxi driver on the Falls Road called me Paddy the Dagger or Dagger Dick. You know, that was so, that's where it came from. That's actually, that's amazing though. That is properly amazing. Fucking hell. Hey, was I'm not drunk. sore getting How... it done, like? That's, I was going to say, no, how drunk were you not feeling? I was drunk because at the time I used to drink Fugga and I had a full bottle of Fugga in me. So I was really drunk, but it wasn't sore one bit because it's dead meat. It really isn't sore. Like it's well, Unless you're touching the actual wee tap bit, which is sensitive. The rest of it doesn't. It doesn't hurt me. Fuck, I have four tattoos, but I've, I've never thought I'd go and get one of my dick like. No, it's never crossed I never, I never thought I, I never thought I would. It's, it's harder. See, whenever my wee lad was younger and was taking him to swimmers, you know, you had other fellas there with their fucking kids. And you, you, kids would have went, Daddy, what's that? What's that there? What's he got on that? No, it was dead and bars and like, you know, that way. And then my wee lad was like, well, what's that? And I was, that's a birthmark, you know? <laughs> and then, and then, now he knows it's not. And you're telling your kids to be sensible and not to do anything stupid. And then I'm running about with that, you know what I mean? So it's a bit, it's a bit grim. Safe to say your life safe changes when you have kids. You just every, everything's put under perspective, like in there. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I, I Bolo used to run about. To, I, I drunk underage and all. Like I didn't really get into much ball. Like, but see, the minute my child was born, I was like, see if she fucking does that, but they, I fucking kill her. And my ma's all, oh, fuck, you've changed your tune. I was like, well, I, I know where you're coming from now. It oh, does change, yeah. It does change, yeah. But I mean, I've only grew up in the past latter years, to be honest with you. Even my wife, because I think now with the kids, I have a couple of wee, wee, wee young ones. I was saying to her, like, you know, it's dead, dead hard. And she's going, because you're in the house now, whereas with the other ones, you were always away out and always on the drink. And so I'm a wee bit more sensible now, so I'll get to see what, what being a daddy's all about. Like, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, I think I think the next thing we can touch on is how did you sort of get into comedy? Like, what was, what was your, like, inspiration behind it? Do you have any... Did anybody inspire you, or was did you just fall into it? I, I always loved Billy Connolly and Tommy Tiernan. So prior to that, 
apart from Dave Allen, I wouldn't have really watched comedy or been in it that much, you know. I remember going to see Billy Connolly, I think it was around about 2002, 2003. But nothing ever really screamed out to me, oh, you're going to be a comedian or you're going to do comedy. I was more a slager. Like, yeah. I, they called me the, gu- the gunslinger, so, like, I could come off with a slagging, like, dead quick. And I was always up for entertaining people, always messing about. I love dancing about and joking and singing and, you know, just a carry- carrying on. So more so than being a stand-up. And then uh, what basically happened was in 2007, just after we got married, I got my finger bit off doing the door. And I had a built-in company, had loft and extension company, and I lost it all, and my head went, and I, I just wasn't the same person. And I, you don't see it coming. Mental health's one of them things where you don't see it coming. It just it happens to you. And my wife was just asking, how can I help him? How can I help him? And somebody says, well, what was he like before us? And she was like, oh, he was a life and soul of the party. He was always joking and slagging. And somebody says, well, was he like comedy? And they were like, yeah. And they were like, take him to a comedy night. So my wife looked up comedy in Belfast and she found a guy on the Armour Road who done open make comedy. And she just says, look, my husband's going through a wee bit of depression, blah, 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 blah. Why not get him the live comedy night? And he was like, bring him over on Monday. And I went over on Monday. Didn't know I was doing it. And they called me up on stage and I got up and done seven minutes. And they loved it. Um, the guy was like, you're really good. If you've never done that before, you're really good at it. But at the same felt brilliant after it because of the adrenaline. And I was able to get up and talk shit and everybody was laughing. And I was going, it doesn't mean to be funny there, but you all seem to like it. And then within nine months, I was doing the fail on football with Dez Bishop. And just, I don't know, I got the bug for it and I just went for it. And then it's, it's been 11 years. It'll be 11 years this November. So it's a bit of a strange journey because it's not something I always thought I would do. But I always did like entertaining people and I sort of fell into it. So people say things happen for a reason. So, you know, the thing with the finger, maybe it was meant to happen and maybe it was meant to be for the step for me to for the jump into it. So I sort of fell into it, if that's what you mean. Uh, well, me and Sean sort of fancy ourselves as, as entertainers. We've... Uh... Talk hard on a few things back in the day. Uh, when was it a couple of years, Sean? I found myself on in drag, uh, lip syncing to Celine Dion. I had myself in short shorts and fishnet stockings in the Mighty Sars. I think I think you two lads might you know you might be wee stories coming out about using a couple of years time you know. <laughs> well, it's just as well I don't go to the pub as much as him, so I don't think I'll ask you the story. <laughs> No, but here, listen, that's what it's all about. It's about having cracked, you know what I mean? And and see when you get that, there's nothing nothing better. I mean, if you go out for a night out and you all have a bit of crack, that's the thing you talk about the next day. If you go out and it's just a quiet night, there's nothing really to talk about. So I think exactly. that's that's what it is. And if you have it in you and you have a bit of crack, and see if anybody wants to try stand-up comedy, I tell them to do it. At the minute, it's fucking terrible for anybody that wants to start it because Aye. there's nothing happening. Nothing, you know. But I just t- say to people, go give it a go because you just don't know. You know, you could stand on stage and the next minute you fucking get the bug. And, and, and that's the one thing comedians will tell you. It's, it is like drugs. You know, if you get that feeling when you're up there, you want to do it all the time. Like, you just want to... And it is. It's it's see making people laugh and stand up there and feel it. There's nothing like it. It really, really is brilliant. Like, I think one of the first introductions me and Sean really had to the Northern Ireland comedy scene, I had always followed... I had been following Colin Gattis for years. I've been following Mickey for years. And Mickey being from Lurgan as well, he was sort of a big shot in the town, like. Uh, and mm-hmm. they had done a, a show in the Mandela Hall. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, me and Sean showed up blocked, made dicks of ourselves. Hey, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Whoa. Who made dicks of themselves? Right, I made a dick of myself. myself. Yeah, thought yeah. so. Yeah. Thought so. See, I had Sean pulling you in. You pulling exactly. you in there, Sean, to decide. Trying to get me involved. Trying to get me involved uh, something I didn't do. It sounds, it sounds more like Sean fucking pulled you out there and helped you out, doesn't it? That's what it's starting to sound like. Well, well, suppose I can't really lie about it. There's video evidence because uh, Gaddis ripped oh, the back end out of me. Oh yep. Jesus Christ! I, Adam uh, thought he, he was record- Adam thought he was big balls, um, <laughs> but the preferred Adam when we were drinking in the apartment before we went to the show, he got some idea in his head. I'm going to get slagged tonight, and he went for it. Right. <laughs> and he went I for did. it. And the did you shout out or something? What did you do? I don't even know what I shouted out, but 
it's actually on his YouTube if you actually go on to the Mandela Hall thing. I think about it was General Battle Podcast Live. He, he just sort of it's like this cunt's brought his own carrier, then gonna get a left home the yellow bus, special needs section up front and all that, and I was like, fuck me, he really laid into me here like See, I the just... thing about it is comedians up are with a megaphone and see if you see if you start. Or comedians are like see Kieran Bartlett. See if he has the right thing. He doesn't hold back like he's I'm more boom, I'll just say it and then that's it over with. And normally yeah. people do fucking stop. There's been one person that just didn't stop in Castle Will and uh then he wanted to fight and hide his leg, hide Lads, this, this isn't going to end well. Like you know, and I was going on before it was FA Cup final day, right? And they had me on, bringing on the guy Darren Farley, who does all the choral bootmakers ads and does all the impersonations of Stephen Gerrard and all oh, that. Yes. There, right? Now this is on Cup final day. I don't know who came up with the idea, but you can imagine all these fellas are drinking all day at Cup final day, and oh, then. Uh... <laughs> fucking trying to have a comedy night you know when they've all been drinking from 12 o'clock that day so this guy just started shooting from behind a chair but I could see him and I was going I can see you like you're fucking hiding like a child of moss behind a fucking seat you know fucking stand up you know if there's something to say say it and he stood up and he said something and I said something back to him and then he said something else and I said something again so I just kept making it and because everybody was laughing at him he was raging so he kept trying to beat me and I was like you're not going to win I have to make you know fuck up you know that's it and he won, and then he was like, I'm going to fade you. And I was like, oh, right here, dead on, right? Here's me, listen, don't let the microphone fool you. You come up here, I'm not going to fucking slay you. I'd fucking smack you. Like, so he came <laughs> up, tried to hit me on stage, and I fucking smacked him. And then I was like, right, that's that over. Welcome to the stage, Darn Farley. And Darn Farley was like, I'm not fucking going on stage in this place. There's no way it's in Casa Well. And I was like, come on, you'll be all right. I'll sit on the stage. Any Foster comes up, I'll hit him. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Afterwards, he was like, "This is mental." He says, "This is like fucking the Blues Brothers when they're throwing bottles at the heads." You know, it was it was bad. It was it was a bad gig. Like. How do you, but, how uh, do you recover no, from you... that when you're on stage? Like, like if you get a bad hackle, it has an opportunity to shut the whole show down. Like, oh, it, it does, but it, it also can help. Like, you know, Sean Haggerty's another comedian from Lurgan. And there was a guy fucking said something to him one night, and one of the nights I run in the Argo, and Sean basically said something about his wife and she fucking cried and left and he mommed after and that 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 worked because he got rid of them you know what i mean they were going to be bad audience members i can't remember what sean said but whatever he said it fucking tore your your woman in pieces and then your man had to chase out after but That's uh, mad, no you're right sean, it, it, sean doesn't seem the, the type to hit anybody yeah. with a real savage joke like Oh, if you don't know Sean. I know Sean. Sean's brilliant one-liner comedian, but he also fly very quick. So he's one of them people. Like, and, and do you know what? Sean felt bad after. He's one of them people that would go, do you know what? I shouldn't have maybe said that. And I went, no, you needed to do what you done, and that was it. But he, Sean's very quick of his feet, and he would, he would destroy you. Like He would. <laughs> That's wild. Um, no, because you just think of Sean Haggerty running about being Rodney, like, like, it's strange because Sean can do them Sean's like a male model and then he does them characters and he can just change his whole how he looks and everything do you know what I mean he puts them characters uh, character. I was do, I was doing um the festivals up in Glen Arm and stuff with him and all the culties like I mean all the culties loved him like Rodney was like the fucking biggest thing like he was up there with the Paw Patrol for the kids that day and the fucking grass man. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like I was like, Sean, do you know what? You're like one step down from Hugo Duncan, these cultures the fucking <laughs> love Rodney. They did like. Um, but uh it was a massive character for him, but I, I think he get fed up with it, you know, and that's why I get rid of it. That new one he's doing the Daggy, the gaffer, I like that, that's funny, like where he's doing like a manager's role. Yes, yes. Have you he's seen him, Sean, awesome. have you? I've seen a couple of them. What's that? For... What? Sorry, Sean, go ahead, man. What are you saying there, Adam? I said, have you have you seen much of his Daki character? I've only seen one or two, I think. I haven't seen much, like. Yeah, uh, well, now that we're on the topic of Lurgan, have you any stories from you being in Lurgan? Or... Of loads. Um, probably the worst right. one is 
it's the only place. Lorgan's a strange, strange one, right? Because it should be brilliant for comedy, but there's been very little gigs that are actually successful. And Sean's constantly tried to run gigs in it. And I was the first ever gig I done on Lorgan. I uh, was working, came back to the house. It was during the summer, and it was in the bar that's in the main street when you drive up there. Is it like the old railway thing or something? Oh, the railway bar? The railway bar? Railway, yeah. So I was meant to get out to Lurgan. I was working late. It was a Friday night. I was on as well as another fella who's called Pat McDonald, who was in Father Ted. So it was very confusing because there was a Patty McDonald, there was a Pat McDonald on, right? Sean was on. <laughs> um, I think Mickey Bartlett was on. And then three or four other people. So we probably had 10 people on this gig, right? And it was in the main bar. Nobody was fucking listening. But before I got there, I got home and my wife had went to the zoo with the kids and her man and all that. And I had no key to get in the house. And uh, I went around the back of the house and the bathroom window was open. And I put a ladder up to get in the litter, the, the window. And I had my boxer dogs at the time and they bounced on the ladder. And when I was halfway in the window, they jumped on the ladder and I slipped and my back went into the double glazing. And one window broke, and the second one didn't. But all the glass had stuck into my back. And the more Fuck. I pushed in, the more the glass was going into my back. The more I pushed out, it was the exact same. So I had to just go with it. So I just pushed myself into the bathroom. And I seen the blood all over the floor. Got a quick shower, jumped in the car, drove to Lurgan. And I knew that my back was sore, so I couldn't add a towel. And it was just saturated with blood. When I got to the bar, the bouncers were like, Mate, do you know you're bleeding? Your back's completely <laughs> covered in blood. And I was like, yeah. Here's me, I know, but if they do a gig for Sean, I didn't want to let him down. And they were like, <laughs> so Sean came out and looked at my back. I'm like, your back's completely split open. Like, there's glass hanging out of it. And Sean pulled a bit of glass out. But it ended up, I went and got 35 stitches in my back. But I'd done the gig first. <laughs> Fuck me. That's my That's dedication. Like, I, I mean... I just, like I, our, just did, I just wouldn't want to let him down. Do you know what I mean? Fair penny, right? That's, that's, that is... That's something else. Like that's. But, like, uh, I, 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 I don't know if I can do something like that. Like I get a wee cut in my finger and I run to my man. Like get a wee plaster on that mummy. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't know how bad it was until Sean was going to me like it is bad. Like I want to bring him to the hospital <laughs> and I was like, nah, I'll be alright. I'll drive back. And then when I got to the hospital, I realised I don't know if it was just I didn't. I, did, I was only started comedy and all. I didn't want to ring up and say I can't do the gig or whatever. But it was mental. But the second thing that happened was that we were doing a gig in another bar in Lurgan. And a guy came into the toilet and he says to me, are you Mickey Bartlett? And I went, no. And he says, who are you? Were you on stage? And I says, yes, I'm Paddy. He says, oh, you were all right. He says, were you the mom of the balaclava? And I says, yeah. And he says, you were good. He says, see Mickey Bartlett. See if you ever see him. Tell him I'm going to shoot him dead. And I was like, why? And he he says, because he said a joke about my niece and I don't like it. And I was like, right, okay. And I said, who will I tell him is going to shoot him? And he's like, I'm in blah, 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 dissonant group, right? And I was like, right, okay. And he says, and I have guns and I will shoot him. And I was like, right, that's okay. I'll pass the message on. He says, that's dead on. Thanks very much. And, I <laughs> and then I asked about, and Mickey was like, no, he, he, he would shoot you. <laughs> like, Mickey, go fuck. You make a fucking home because he says he's going to shoot you. Here's Maggie. I would probably not do it tonight. <laughs> and I was was like, that was that gig in the Foster? Was that gig in the Irish Fosters by any chance? Do you know I? It had an outdoor like decking area yeah, where you could have Foster? a smoke, and it was a. Is that where it was? Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you head round, if you head, you head round to the left, and then McDonald's is on the Barodie bit. Am I right there? I'm thinking, is that? It's like on the corner. And there's like a car park at the back of it. I and have to ask That sounds like a Foster's, all right. Uh, uh, you would get the odd, maybe we dissident dude running about that place. Like. <laughs> just just the odd one, aye. Just, just the odd no, one. Just but here, that, that pub's facing my house, but there's no reflection on me. No. Listen, that's, that's, there's, people that's live, there's people live facing me or that, but you know what I mean? Don't worry about that. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, have you any shows coming up that uh, maybe the listeners might want to maybe take note of? Well, we can't really plan loads, but after I've done the 
the podcast with Shane I did book a, a Lemonade gig for June and it sold out dead quick so it ended up we got till three and I was like do you know what I'm not doing seven nights here you know because this is the way it's going so then we'd just check to see when the next night we could get but the, we couldn't get anything from June right till November and I ended up I had to book November in the Ulster Hall so I have that book there's only about 100 tickets left for that that's on the 26th of November at three shows in June, but whether they go ahead or not, we're not too sure at the moment. But other than that, it's just, you know, we can't really plan. I am going to go on tour around, sort of, I want to do Limavati, Derry, and, uh, you know, Oma, and places like that. Maybe skip Lauren, just just for the series. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it about towns that uh, begin with the letter L seem to get a bad rap in this fucking country? I I don't know what it is. Is they're all fucking nuts? And it, Lauren, like Cookstown's nuts. I used to gig in Cookstown loads, and they're 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 a different breed. And I always put it down to them not having any sea around them. But Lauren has no excuse because they have plenty of sea. But Cookstown's <laughs> fucking like I I done gigs in Cookstown, and the it was like compulsory to take drugs before you went to a gig. The whole audience were off their head. Like, and I used to tell people coming up. Shane came up one night, Shane Todd came up, and the, I had three or four guys up, and I said to Shane, I want you to go on first, and Shane was like, I'd prefer to do last, and I went, you don't want to do last, and he was like, no, no, I want, I want a headline, you told me I was headline, and I said, you are headline, but that's why you're going on first, and he was like, why, and I said, just fucking do it, just go on do it half an hour to start, and then I'll put all the other people on after, who's only doing me, Shane got to see, like, after Shane, that was it, gig was over. But they were all fucking off their head. So I still to put everybody on that was on. And like they were up on the stage round them and holding them and shouting and screaming. Nobody was able to do material. They were just nuts. And see when you said the next day they just enjoy the gig. They all loved it. They all loved it. But all the all they ever had was me at the start for fifteen minutes. And then I used to put whoever the headliner was on at the start. And then after that they didn't listen to anybody else. It was nuts. They were nuts. Fucking hell, drugs, drugs going to a comedy gig. I, I, I don't, I don't see how that would work for anybody. Like, it, 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 it doesn't really, it doesn't really, to be honest with you. But it was one of them ones. And see, the the gig, it was filled every month, like filled, like nonstop. But it was more like a rave. It, it developed, and the, the, the DJ was right beside you. And they used to play all this loud music and all. And then there's people with crutches, and it was mad. It was the maddest place you ever gigged in. And there was a guy at it one night who, yeah, uh, they were all telling me when he came into the bar that he was originally from Makara and he was done for having sex with a horse, right? And I didn't believe him. I was like, oh, I dead on. They were like, no, he was. He was done with having sex with a horse. I, on the night, I didn't believe him. So I thought it was just a bit of crack. So your mom was sitting there and he went the gig and I says to him, all right, big lad. And he was like, all right. And I says, I'd seen you in the bookies before the gig, didn't I? And he was like, you did, all right. Here's me. You know, you like the old like horse or something? And he was like, oh, oh, fuck, I <laughs> And I, I says, uh, what about uh, you know the big one at Cheltenham? Who do you, who do you fancy in that? He says, if if I had no way, he says I'd do them all. Here's me, I heard that, and then you know he fucking cracked up because he realised that I had been told. And then when I went back, I googled it. He actually had been done with it, and I was like, fuck, you know, I, I thought it was a joke, you know. So yeah, that's the type of people that you got into the gig. It was mental. That's so uh, do you ever have got Black Club, uh, Black Cat Comedy Club? Richie McGee, one of our listeners, asked me to, to pass it on to you. Well, do you have got Black... I can't fucking say it, tongue-tied. Black, Black Comedy Cat Club. Comedy that, Club. Uh, that was planned to go out, go through head and organ. Think it'll never come back or get going? I, I didn't even hear of it. I, I, think it. I hadn't heard of it. I think it was Mickey yeah, trying I, to get up and run. And then locked down. Ah, right, okay. I think so, because... Uh, 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 was. Oh, do you know what? I'm a liar. I was meant to do that. I think I was meant to do that. It's that long the, ago now. The Barnabas was supposed to play on as well. Yes, I was meant to do that. I know it now. Yeah, and I think right. I think McCann McCa- was just... meant to come down and do it as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. I remember it now. I know I, I was. They were trying to get comedy going yet again. Lurgan trying to get comedy going. See, it should work in Lurgan. It's just finding the right spot. There's no, no good I mean, spot in I mean, Lurgan. For me, there's no good comedy spot. No, yeah. nowhere set up for it, really. 
it's just the layout of all the balls. I don't again get it. Or it's it's just all all odd shape. But I done one there, and I done a walk a fire and all before. It. And I, I was gonna say like it was it was set up, but it probably wasn't. It was probably somebody just fucking lit a bonfire and then we all walked through the bonfire <laughs> and then we've done a gig. But I done a walk fire through it and all, and then we done the gig, and it was a good enough gig. It was dead dead ready. It was in a wee bar. But then we done another one for it was a charity thing, and it was out in one of the hotels, and it was brilliant. But obviously it wasn't Lurgan, it was just in the outskirts of Lurgan. Can't even remember the name Sego, of the hotel. Right? Sego, I don't even think it was a Sego, but it could have been. I don't know, I can't remember. But uh, we done a gig and it was brilliant. And it's just a big square room. And then the guy from the hotel was contacting me and sort of like, oh, we should do more comedy and all. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. But he wanted me to take all the risk. You know, he wanted me to pay all the acts and then just take whatever was on the door. I could go there and book four or five comedians to come up. And next minute, nobody turns up because it's in a hotel. And nobody wants to go to a gig in it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it didn't happen. Uh, but hard, I think, to organise something like that. But like, obviously, you can attract the big names. It's just getting them to want to go. Like, and going by what I've heard on many podcasts in this country, Lurgan is not an ideal place that anybody wants to go. Like. Everybody says it's shocking. Like everybody to talk, like any community I've heard talk about Lurgan, say no. I'll not, like, is it, is it McCann it's says you never go back to Lurgan? I don't know. Did he say that? He must have had a hard time on it. Uh, he he was doing a gig in the courthouse in Lurgan, which is facing the railway bar, and he, he was saying some valley, it must have been about 16, got up onto the stage with him and started like Snapchatting. And he was like, Jesus and, and McCann was, that was before the courthouse got renovated, I think. And so no, McCann it wasn't the, court, been, the courthouse was renovated because I was there, I was in it. And your way by was oh, literally 16. Fuck me. And like McCann's, McCann's young, like, and I think he was sort of getting the grips with the whole lens and outs of comedy at that stage, so that's pro- probably threw him off like as well. Oh, I know. See, it's sort of, you have a set done there and you want to sort of do the set. Like to me, I could, you know, work with something like that and choke him out and then throw him to set or something, do you know what I mean? Work something out, you know, like fuck ass. Or hold him and choke him and then that's it. But um, no, but it can, it can put you off. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do comedy. It just probably takes somebody in Lurgan to grab it by the neck and, and find a proper square room and do it proper. And then if people go to it, if it works, people will love it and they will turn up and they'll go to gigs, you know. I would love it. Like, I love local comedy. It's something that... Like, Sean, what was it we were discussing the all week? Remember, we were talking about our lip sync battle on one of the podcasts and we were thinking of when all this is over, maybe getting our own up and running, and maybe having a comedian down, because we'll do it for Charlie, like, maybe having mm-hmm. a comedian or two on, mightn't be a bad shout for that too, like. Spice it up a wee bit. Well, if he's going to do that, you need to put the comedians on, before you do the lip sync, oh. because, Aye. anybody tries to do music before, you, see, you go into these places, and they have the music blurring, before you go on stage, and then by the time you go on, everybody's been shouting at each other in the bar to hear what they're saying because they've just met up. And then the comedian goes on. They're a wee bit more drunk. And then it's just it's just a free-for-all. So if you're going to do anything like that, always put the comedians on to start a night. When and then get them involved. And then get them involved. And then, the and then, well. and then <laughs> they're, all having, they're all having crack. They're all talking about what the comedian said. They're all laughing. They're all in good spirits. And then once you do the lip syncing, then everybody wants to join it. Happy, you know what I mean so that's that's the formula for it like uh, from so do you think maybe having like I, a comedian as an MC like warm the crowd up and then like, that's a different that's a that's a different way of doing it as well you can have a comedian on there doing present which loads of them do I would do like if like take me out and stuff like that or boxing nights where you're up just to get the crowd going and I'm not doing you know material per se it's more just keeping the night flowing you know so there's different angles of it. But if you're wanting just a comedian on to do material, do it at the start of the night and then have the rest of the night once he's away. There you go, Sean. You're the you're the brains behind these sort of operations. So you need to get this thing sort of nailed down. Oh, I can get a van easy, like. Get a van, no problem. Wonderful bar. John R's is perfect. So uh, Sean's a sort just, of gay party need... that knows everybody and can get everybody involved in anything. Well, happy days. Well, you just get a square room. That's the secret to it. You have the audience right up till the comedian. Don't have a big space in between it. 
and quiet and the microphone fucking sitting perfect with the speaker so that it can hear him at all parts of the room and uh then it's just that's it that's just get that and you'll be flying like because there's some comedians i can go on and make a crowd go quiet or some comedians can't do that so you have to be careful who you get to you know it has to be the proper formula for them i know comedians and they're brilliant comedians and i've seen them like perform i brought willa white up to do the fela there was five thousand people in the tent and they wouldn't be quiet and he wasn't able to control them and he just dropped the make and walked off after you know so it's it wasn't a good night for him but it's just something we spoke about because it was something we enjoyed that time mm-hmm. it's not something too often so... yeah no and like since the last one like I, I won the whole thing I won yeah, uh, both categories so I'm still the reigning defending Lipsyn champion, champion Lurgan, so that's it <laughs> but I think I played my trump card too early. I think I should have left Celine Dion to when I was maybe the third time I've done it. I, I think I'm a bit... I think I'm going to have to wreck out the season boiler or something next time. Oh, you're going to have to... You're going to have to space it up a wee bit. I don't know what to do. I still have my original act in my back pocket on him. <laughs> oh, well, that's me. I, I, that's me fucked in. Uh, Paddy, how have you coped with, you cope with the lockdown? Like, how have you got your days in? To be honest, at the start, um, was dead easy for me because I uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but uh, I ended up doing a door in a in a in a supermarket, sort of like spar down in Dumas, and I went I, in to I, get I something. I sent that to Sean the other day. <laughs> yeah, so I went in to get something, and this guy was fucking. I don't live down there anymore. You know, I used to live down there, and uh, she contacted me and said, "Get bread and milk," and I went in the shop, and this guy kicked off on it. And I'm just trying to get him away because I actually know, know his family. And then he started kicking off of me and then it went fucking viral. But the guy that owned the shop was like, I need somebody like you on the door because the doorman that day fucked off. So I ended up down there for a couple of weeks for him just to try and get it sorted. And then I ended up getting the proper doorman that I knew who done it and we got him in. So it was that at the start, I was sort of doing that. And then apart from that, just with the kids, just trying to find something to do. But it's an ape. Because you, especially the homeschooling, my wife's doing the homeschooling. I don't know how she, she's coping with it. Like, because I, I can't deal with it. Like, I don't know how to do it. But the kids don't want to listen to you and you're just trying to do it. So it's, I was doing anything and everything to get out of the house. You know, I was sending the mates text, you know, and saying, ring me in five minutes. And they were like, what was I saying? And I said, just ring me. And then when they were ringing me and I was going, what is it? You've got a poncho? Where are you? I'll come and sort it out. And I was away in the car for fucking three hours. And, coming back and telling her lies and going, oh, it's fucking fixing his poncho. It was desperate and blew out and then the spring went and let it do this. And I wasn't. It was just fucking sitting in the car somewhere. <laughs> on the phone, <laughs> just, try, just trying to get out of the house. You know what I mean? Have you, had, the bins have, out have, have you any of the kids back what? to school now? No, no, no. Because our no, ones no. are too young to be in school and then the older ones are too old to be in school. So we're, we're stuck with them all. So nobody's back yet. <laughs> So is there a good age gap between the eldest and the youngest then? Oh, aye. The youngest is one, the oldest 15, so... You know, so there's one of three and then there's one of them. So it's an eightmore. But uh, it's an eightmore too, you know, when you're a man, you know yourself, you like your wee bit of space and stuff like that there. So it's got to the stage now where, you know, Sunday night you're putting the bins out, you're thinking... How many go at yourself to say the house and nobody's heard? You know what I mean? Because you can't do it in the house now. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Half ten, a half ten wank out to say the house. You know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's a grim thing. Oh. I hope the neighbours don't catch me. <laughs> well, Is that the uh, thrill of it? Is that the thrill? <laughs> 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 that's the thrill of it. Oh, I'm hoping the neighbours don't see you. And then your neighbour shouts across. <laughs> that's the wrong bin. Oh fuck what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I'm hoping you can give me a bit of advice, Paddy, because my girlfriend's actually from West Belfast. Uh, oh dear. She, oh dear. I know oh she she's from Poglass, and uh, my Pol-Gadesh. ma calls her a Poglass. <laughs> oh fuck, uh, My ma calls her Michelle O'Neill. She says you'll talk too fast. You're mad, dude. My ma calls her Michelle O'Neill because she she talks real quick. Even though she's not from West Belfast, so that doesn't make sense. No, no, it doesn't make sense. I know, no. 
it's because your mom doesn't understand Michelle O'Neill too. That's that's what it is, and then she's just saying that. But uh, Poglas is a dodgy spot. Like you could have got somebody from a better estate than that. Like I'm Poglas. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, but no, she, her family's right and good. They're right and quiet. Like I've I've known her. I've known her about five years. Like and she's never got herself in the bar now. Where did you meet her on? Did you meet her on Tinder? No, it was actually a Facebook conversation. Sort of just through a friend of a friend sort of thing like tagging and then when it's got talking and five years like five years he was he was in a real bad he was in a real bad situation at one point oh, fuck <laughs> sure. don't yeah. don't do me dirty <laughs> he was in a real bad situation at one point we had went down so we we were working down in Belfast and we were going to have a group of boys down there and, and work and stuff so we all agreed to go on this mad session up in his Hi, house Sean, tell him where it was like him where about we was were, Scotty's house we were, it was on. It was in East Bal East Belfast. Aye. Basically, at the side of his house was a UVF mural. So, mural. like two Fenians yeah. up there, we were shitting ourselves at the start. Like, so, so we ran in. So we were in there. We're having a way, getting a drink, and all. Adam at one stage got drunk. I'm going up to this mural. I'm getting a photo. <laughs> and he was he was fairly on at this stage, and we were like, Adam, if you go up there by yourself, God knows what's going to happen to you. So we went up. Does this gets down in front of it like this and gets a photo, <laughs> and then we go back. But the, the his, his girlfriend now at the time, he really, I don't know what, but he the messes that all of us were in that night. He got himself in a bit of and had sand a nice bouquet of flowers the next day to make up for it. <laughs> so we ripped into shreds and work. Jesus Christ! You listen. Oh. See when you follow a guard from Poglas, you don't buy a bunch of flowers. Yeah, you, yeah. You... You better a screwdriver set or something, do you know what I mean? Well, here, to be fair, like, she, she could put up a shelf, I couldn't, like, I'm useless in that way. She, oh, um, no, here, the, Poglas people can put up more in shelves than Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> she knows the score, but here, the bunch of flowers work, Sean, because, what, two and a half later, she was nine? Two and a half I, years two and a half years later. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a slow Longest daddy, love story going. Even. That's it, longest love story going. Uh, but the best about yeah. it was when we announced where we were going with each other, the place went into lockdown, so I think I started COVID, to be honest. It wasn't meant to. No, oh, we started with the pandemic. I, uh, right, apparently people from Belfast think anybody outside of Belfast are culties. Would you agree with that? 100%. Everybody's a culture that goes past. Like, once you get past Poglas, Twinburger, you're in the culture line. Lisburn, sort of, Dariake, sort of. Just heading into Lisburn, that's Colchies. And then anybody, Glen Gormley, that's Colchies. Do you know what I mean? So that's the way I see it. Uh, it must just be a West Belfast thing. Well, suppose we all get, we always get slagged and worked in there about it's our accent we because right. you say car, we say car. 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 Fleur. And chicken nuggets. It's we always got, we always said chicken nuggets. Apparently, that was a real funny one too. Like. Chicken nuggets. What, what way do you say? Do you know the wee animal? And there's a biscuit in the end after it and it waddles and it's a bird. What what way do you say that? A penguin? A what? A penguin? A penguin? Penguin? A penguin? Yeah. <laughs> a, a penguin. A penguin. A right? penguin? In, in Belfast they call it a penguin, right? And in North Belfast they say penguin. My man calls it a penguin. Pe penguin. Penguin. And then you call it a penguin. Do you know what I mean? Penguin. <laughs> You used to talk like fucking Pengu up and fucking Lurgan. That's it. Pengu was a fucking Lurgan fucking bird. So he was. He's fucking wilding about there going, where am I fucking, where am I fucking buck fast fucking mate? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, I just think it's something we're going to have to live with. Because see any time I go up to her house, like, I just don't even feel like talking. Because they're all going... On on their own way tangent, and I'm sitting there and out with my mouth, and they just turn around and go, "Huh? What that we fucking culty say?" And I'm just like, "What you fuck? What you fucking say?" <laughs> yeah, and then I feel intimidated. I'm, I'm standing in the corner of the kitchen, thinking I'm going to get knifed. Oh, the way <laughs> everybody's talking, and they're probably just saying, yeah. "Do you want a fucking cup of tea?" <laughs> <laughs> probably fuck's sake. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Tony, what time are we on there, mate? If he's still there, he's probably not going one out. After his wee win on his. That's it. Aye. On our end. Uh, Paddy, what's your hopes for the future within comedy? 
Fuck, look, fuck it is what it is. It's great if I can get paid doing something that I love doing. Fucking great, you know. It's it's a bit strange for me that it you know the lockdown happened and sort of stopped gigging on a regular basis. Whereas normally I would gig, 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 and uh, you try and like, get your name out there. And then we had this lockdown, and in the middle of it, do a couple of videos. And next minute, fucking selling the fucking Ulster Hall, nearly all the tickets away. So, just to keep going at it and, and try and do different things, I've been trying to get a few projects up and running, and just see where it takes me. That's all. I'm never really gonna set my my bar high. I always say, as if I just done the fill on football, which is the local gig at West Belfast, I'd be happy. Done it six times now, and I've brought Fraggy Boyle. Jason Manford, Paddy Kilty, all, you know, till the stage. So I've done my bit that way. The Ulster Hall's going to be great and just see where it goes from there, to be honest. No, it's definitely, if it's definitely a lot to look forward to once this lockdown yourself. Yeah. Hopefully. It's, it's getting back to a gig, whether it be comedy or music, that I just can't, look, can't wait for, like, to be honest. So I just, before we wrap up here, Adam, Soylent, that Adam has to put up have you thought of anything oh a post that Adam has to put up on it um I don't want him to get in trouble with the ones in, um let me see you've got plenty of material there the last hour to try and use it against Willick so right try and get I, want trouble up, I want I want I want you to put this up I want you to say my missus is from Poglas and her dad's knocking out the magnets for the electric boxes £10, get you a year's free electric. First 20 people, get it for a fiver and see what happens from her. Right, my missus, I'm just going to put this down bullet points because you, you talk that quick. Can you hear me? Hey, that? Hey, I thought you were waiting. It's 20 past 10, your bins must have been going out with it. I think somebody pulled my magnet off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right so yeah. I've got here my missus is from Poglas her dad's knocking out Magnus tenor a pop uh, first 20 people to like let me see she'll be straight on the phone to me what the fuck are you doing first like first 10 people gets a magnet in the bottle of bucket first 10 people gets a magnet in the bottle of bucket <laughs> gets a magnet I'll, I'll write bottle of wine because that's what that's what's known as out here. It's tonic wine. Bottle of wine. Bottle of wine. Bottle of wine. <laughs> bottle of wine. Bottle uh, of large champagne. <laughs> first ten people gets a magnet and a bottle of wine. I I, I could do that no ball. I should have put up who the fuck I should have got you to say who the fuck Colin Gallison is. He thinks he's such a big man. I go and knock his bollocks in or something. But I'll not do that. Now, I did say to Sean earlier, I want to start beef with him. <laughs> <laughs> he was all he was all to me. He, he got all his wrestling head because we're both like wrestling. He's all, I want to turn heel here. I think we should just call out every podcast going. <laughs> listen, listen. I'd be honest with you. I've seen Big Gattis. He's not one to mess with. Like, he's not. That's what I said to him. That's no, what I said to like, him. He is strong as anything. And I mean that like he was a rugby player. He's as strong as a bull, and I mean that. Aye, but he, he got his knee blue out. I'll just boot him in the knee, and they're like, fuck. Uh, listen, you'll not have a fucking... He's that, he's that strong. I wouldn't want to take your chance. Like, I wouldn't. No, no, no. He, and here, if you're going to take on anybody, he's the biggest podcast in the country at the minute. That boy's flying, like, isn't he? Uh, fight Mickey. Fight Mickey Barlett. He can't fight. <laughs> I'll him. just dangle fucking gin diesel just dangle a wee Listen, bottle of drink see if, he's, see if he's want to get Mickey on just say you're going to send him a carry he'll do it well message him like but we haven't heard back from him oh we'll just heard back from send, him. Send, send, you need to go to his man's house with a carry it that's it he'll do it put, a, put in a good word <laughs> for his party I will I will <laughs> uh, right so after right my missus is from Poglass her dad's knocking out Magnus ten or a pop first ten people the like us gets a magnet and a bottle of wine 100% <laughs> Fuck the NIA. Here, that's ironic because me and Sean used to work for the uh, electric board. Like, <laughs> we used to, we used to we used to work for SSE. <laughs> oh Jesus! I know. And Sean never done a tour in the, the year he was there, but sure, that's neither here nor there. No. Yeah. Uh, Paddy, it, I think we'll leave it there for the night. Thanks no problem, lads. Thank on. you. No it's problem, a, boys. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. No Thank problem you very much. at all. Thanks very much, lads. 
Uh, we'll give you we'll give you a wee shout out in the socials and hopefully this is the same as well. Yes, lads. Harry, no it's problem. been a pleasure. All, All the, the best, best, lads. Good night, lads. Fuck the NIA. Fuck the NIA, right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having right, folks? folks? That was Paddy McDonald, Sean. What do you think of that? I was freaking amazing. I, I had some crack. Uh, folks, again, apologies. A few blips along the way. We're still getting used to this whole Discord videoing and recording at the same time. So we'll get there eventually, but I think that went pretty smooth. Um, man's a legend. Freaking, was funny. Like some of the stories I, he had. I, I tell you, some of the stories are mental. But Daphne, it's nice to hear from somebody like that. You know, so many stories, know so many people. Especially some of the names he dropped there. Like, I was, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, does he? I'm just glad that um, I didn't get post up because God knows. Probably would have made straight out. Like, I know. I knew he was going to make reference to the pole glass thing. Uh, but anyway, folks, we'll leave it. Uh, Sean, see us out there. That's it. So I've been Sean. He's been Autumn. And we'll see you all ASAP. Boom. Thank you very much.